Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Halloween here in the Shark Pod. This is Sharks Cross Hollywood, by the way. I almost missed that part. This week, we're going to do VHS. This is our anthology movie for the year. <laughs> it's probably the only one we'll do all year long until next Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it's a safe bet. Who knows, unless we do Pulp Fiction or something. But Pulp Fiction is not really an anthology movie. It's an anthology movie like Trick or Treat is an anthology movie. Yeah, in I, the, I mean, they're all tied together. And I was wondering if this movie was going to be like that. The movie's called VHS. It came out in 2012, and it was one of those very it had middling reviews i remember half the people were like hey it's really cool the other half was like this is fucking stupid it is a divisive movie and it is sure. both of those things actually <laughs> it has in its, my opinion. it has its moments it has its ups and downs to be certain yeah there there were some stories that i liked and then a couple that i'm like wow that was really fucking stupid and pointless I, and <laughs> i think i liked all of them i i definitely have ones that i like less than others really i guess it's only the one i think that i really didn't okay like. all right you got to tell me which one it was because i have i'm guessing ours are different tuesday the 17th the slasher movie one ah you see i i really like that one they all had a similar setup they they were almost all road trip movies with a bunch of douchebags in cars yeah there's definitely (laughs) there's definitely a lot of action going on in cars in these segments but now who is who is glenn mcquade glenn mcquade directed that one but should we do them in order a little bit well in order as we can maybe we should get our new sponsorship deal out of the way today's show is sponsored by audible.com go to audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across hollywood to get your free audiobook today. Choose from over a hundred and some thousand titles. I don't know, man. Just just go and get just go and get your free trial at audible.com. Go to our trial URL and support the show. It's audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across Hollywood. And you know, you've heard me talk about it before. Now you got the chance to listen to the legendary choreography by Corey Feldman himself, written and read by Corey Feldman. You want the downtown dirt on everything that went on in two Coreyville in the 1980s and 90s? You got it. Choreography by Corey Feldman. Don't miss it. Audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across Hollywood. Get a free trial today with a free audiobook. Hey, that was real good, man. Actually, I thought you were going to recommend the uh, the Disaster Artist. Ooh, that's a good one too. Next oh, week. You, you know what? Actually, <laughs> I, I'll give you a couple of recommendations just because you guys are all cool. If you like listening to people talk about movies, Movies. I got two recommendations for you on top of choreography. Check out The Disaster Artist by Greg Sestero, the book that the awesome movie was based on. I highly recommend the audio version of this book if you're going to read the book at all because Greg Sestero does a killer Tommy Wiseau impression. James Franco's Tommy Wiseau impression was not as good as Greg Sestero's Tommy Wiseau impression. Also, check out uh, Chainsaw Confidential by Gunnar Hansen. The original Leatherface tells the inside dope on what actually went down on the set of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974. Or maybe it was 73. I think it was 73. Anyway, I've listened to that one and The Disaster Artist and Choreography multiple times. Can guarantee they're good They're good reads, all three. So uh, there you go. You got some recommendations. Check them out or check out whatever. They got a huge library and it's, uh, you know, it's free and you'll be supporting the show by doing so. Once again, audibletrial.com forward slash Sharks Across Hollywood. Check it out. Now that we got that out of the way, yay, our first sponsor. Let's start from the beginning here. All right. The first thing we see is Tape 56. It's directed by a guy named Adam Wingard. He directed, I don't know, have you seen any of these? You're Next and The Guest 
and he directed Death Note on Netflix. I've seen Death Note and You're Next. I haven't seen The Guest. The Guest I watched once. I don't really remember it, but it's, you know, it's got that 80s feel to it like a lot of horror-ish movies have now. And it's got the girl from It Follows, whose name I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good movie, though. I like that one. Sounds good. I really enjoyed You're Next, and uh, I also enjoyed Death Note, despite the fact that my children, who are huge fans of the anime, hated the adaptation. I thought it was a great (laughs) adaptation for people who have no interest in getting into the anime or the manga and just want a straightforward movie. I I thought they covered all the bases pretty well for an outsider. Having said that, insiders seem to hate it. Yeah, unless so if you're like if you're us, you you might like it. Yeah. If you're not, then you'll hate it. If you're already a Death Note fan, don't bother. So this whole movie starts with, I wrote, just a bunch of assholes causing trouble because these people are all fucking annoying. Oh, yeah, for sure. These these guys, it's interesting because this story is really, it's well anchored in time, I think, in that it's clearly based a few years before 2012. It's based in those early days of like when YouTube was just getting started, when you still had a lot of uh, like kind of underground websites and people could put like weird fucked up shit online and not... <laughs> immediately get it flagged and taken this down. was before the deep web or right at the right at the beginning of the deep web even i don't even know yeah well this was yeah. when all that stuff that's shifted over to like dark web and was in the mainstream surely like you w- mean dark web dark web yeah the dark web. <laughs> all the stuff that nowadays is on the dark web was on youtube and shit in the early days or on you know ftp sites or weird media sharing sites like fuck there were there were so fucking so many many. and youtube destroyed them all yeah before the google monster came in and uh and swallowed it all up so rephrase google destroyed them all yeah basically (laughs) but yeah no it calls back to that era when you could do that kind of stuff and a lot of people did that kind of stuff and it was fucked up and it was gross and it was deeply offensive and people could not fucking get enough of it it is very gross it's like i thought they were finding a chick to murder i watched a movie called it did look like that i watched a movie called the hangman and it was found footage in it i got it from horror pack actually hey horror pack you want to be our other sponsor that'd be awesome and it it's a found footage movie about this guy who it starts out literally exact almost exactly the same way they're in that he's five in a guys in a five guys in no a car. it's just one guy but he's like <laughs> videotaping a girl and you don't oh, know okay. and, and and her husband and you don't know what the fuck's going on like what's what's going on but he ends up living in their house sneaking around and living in their attic and when they're all at work he, he makes sandwiches and stuff and then he because he's like obsessed with her it's super fucking creepy hmm. really good I think but it, it kind of set up like that only he actually murders people and these guys just grab the chick and lift up her shirt and freak her out and then and then run away when the boyfriend comes back i was offended by that and that oh yeah for sure <laughs> as you you're supposed but to i be. think that's the idea is you're supposed to immediately lose sympathy for these guys so that you're glad when they start getting killed off which <sighs> i i was yeah yeah no and i i thought that about everybody in this entire movie and all the stories i'm like wow i'm so glad like this guy needs to die hey these guys need to fucking die this guy yeah plus the leader of that crew has totally has a, a molesty uncle mustache <sighs> Oh God! But yeah, so they're they're recording these videos to sell to somebody who has a website, and he they get fifty dollars a pop for each of these videos, and they've done it like twenty or thirty times or some shit that he said before. Yeah, and and finally and finally, molester wow. mustache goes on about uh, this like, is bullshit. We're getting, yeah. we're wasting our time. I can make us all the money you've made in one night. So they decide to go for the big score, and they get and they get hired to go and uh, go and find a tape, retrieve a tape. There's a lot of VH tapes in this movie it is called vhs for a reason that's the oh fuck i forgot the phrase words mcguffin 
Yeah, that's the MacGuffin. Exactly. Is they're going after this VHS tape, but they don't know which one. So they've got to watch through several of them in order to try and find it. So they go to this house. They bust in. I Wait, I have I have an issue <laughs> with these guys. They are all white. The yeah. man in the house is white. But they're like, they, they use the N-word incessantly while they're outside of the house. Oh, really? Yes, you I didn't notice that? I don't recall that at all. <laughs> I mean, it must have just glazed past. You know, like, I can't hear half of what they're saying because the audio is really bad, it's it, yeah, which is consistent with them yeah, recording it's supposed on like, to be shitty old video cameras. I'm gonna replace the word with ninja because that's a TV edit, that's okay. a radio edit. They're like what? What ninja lives here? This this ninja must be loaded. I'm like what the fuck are you guys talking about? That immediately made me hate them. Like I hated them already, and then yeah, I, I hated them even more at that. point. I don't think we needed <laughs> extra excuses to dislike these guys. Yeah, I feel none like of these were... guys are redeemable in in the least. Yeah, they were solidly in the naughty camp. You want them to die? Yeah. When does it cut to the second story, or do we want to finish this story and then just get to the... Well, basic, to the, basically, they, they break into the house, and uh, they find the owner of the house apparently dead, sitting in his easy chair watching a Watching, bun- like, four or five different like, TVs. like, six old CRT sets, like some kind of weird post-apocalyptic cyberpunk from the 1980s <laughs> with, with just a... a a whole wall of these VHS attached CRT sets and they're all just blank. They're just showing static or blue or, you know, what a VCR pause blue stop screen blue. One of these days we'll have an entire episode on the history of the VCR for all you people, all you children who listening to this that don't know what a VCR is. Yeah. Okay. So, so for them, <laughs> VCRs are this device. VCR stands for video cassette recorder and DVD players became the new VCRs basically. Try to set the clock on that phone thing good luck only you can't record on a dvd player yeah but you can't you can rec- everybody's everybody's got some kind of digital recorder nowadays anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah anyways that was just my my episode insult sorry everybody <laughs> it's your old man gripe of the episode. fuck you kids damn kids fuck and your young people with your youth and optimism and you're you're not baggy pants anymore because you're all wearing skinny jeans are you wearing skinny jeans now what do kids wear now anyways fuck it who cares okay i i have no idea my kids are so out of the mainstream I, <laughs> with with me as a dad like they're they're hopeless that if any of them ever get laid it'll be a miracle they split up You'd never split up in a horror movie, guys. They split up multiple times throughout this movie. Yeah, and they leave this poor dude in the in this fucking room with this dead guy by himself. But also, he's not really a poor dude because I don't give a shit about him because he's an asshole. And we also find out that that guy who gets left in the room, he's like, which what what tape? They're doing a Cloverfield thing. What what tape did you fucking use? to record all this stuff and it turns out it's a almost sex tape he tried to tried to make with his girl and and then she saw the camera and was like what the fuck so anyway these five douchebags are running around (laughs) searching the house and one of them gets one of them gets stuck in front of the tv and told all right start watching tapes and see if you can find it and that's when we are introduced to the first story the first story is called uh, amateur night am i mistaken it is called amateur night it's directed by david bruckner who directed Co-wrote and co-directed a movie called The Signal, which I never saw. Oh, The Signal The Signal was a really good movie. It was also released by Magnet Releasing, which is the company at the time in the late 2010s, early, 
or excuse me, late 2000s, early 2010s, were kind of like what A24 is, releasing all kinds of cool indie stuff. Anyway, Magnet Releasing released some <laughs> really cool shit right around that time, and uh, this was one of them, in my opinion. I mean, you know, everybody's got their own take on stuff. The, and The Signal was another one of them that I, I had discovered a few years earlier and thought was pretty dang cool. It's kind of like Cell, uh, Stephen King's Cell. Have you read that? No. Or watched the horrible movie with John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, 1408? No, no. Did they make Make another so, one together? They made, they oh, made that was Morgan Freeman in 1408. Never mind. No, that was Sam was Jackson. It? Yeah. Now I'm confused. I'm confusing my black people. I'm confusing my ninjas over here. No, uh, 1408 was actually <laughs> pretty good. It wasn't great, but it was good. Whereas Cell is just awful. The book was kind of Stephen King's love letter to George Romero and zombie movies and stuff. Yeah. And the signal is kind of like that in that this mysterious signal comes through and everybody turns into these like weird violence freaks. Like Pontypool? Sort of. Although the source is never really discussed in Pontypool, if I recall. Oh, okay. Right. I don't fucking, I don't know. I've never, I never saw it. I just knew about it. It's really good. You should. <laughs> As is VHS. So, this one's weird. This one's the, again, similar concept. It's four douchebags. Three douchebags? I think, I think it's, there's it's three, three this time. Yeah, it's three in this one. One of them seems pretty nice, but he's guilty by association because he just kind of does whatever his friends tell him to do because he's are you talking about? Are you talking about the one who who, who has to wear the glasses? Yeah, who wears the glasses oh and we're we're in the internet age now legit internet age because they're like he's like where'd you get these glasses and he's like we got them from the internet man yeah but i think it's i think it's supposed to be early internet age too so yeah it's not it's not quite where we are today and i hate these fucking guys even oh, more than the first ones these guys are such douchebag bros <laughs> high-fiving slapping dicks and going oh and they're they're making them wear these glasses with a video camera in them so they can make a sex tape later that night and i think they i think they want to make it an orgy tape if they're able to they want to make a secret sex tape they clearly don't want the women to know that they're making a sex tape which is why he has like stealth glasses with a camera in the bridge of the nose and i can't i can't leave my glasses on while i'm fucking that's weird my i get sweaty and they'll just fall off and fall on the chick's face that's weird i can but i get to i theoretically could but why would you want to i'll tell you what if a woman was like look i just think you're really good looking with your glasses on would you leave them on i'd be like yeah sure and i just wash them later but like <laughs> i like to get in there i like i like to get messy and shit and my glasses would get so gummed up with goo and i'm not talking about mine <laughs> i'm just talking about like I'm not talking about semen specifically. I'm talking about like all the various goos that are present when having vigorous sex. Yes. And I like it gooey. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like why would I want to get all that shit on my glasses? I mean, if you just took into consideration body oil from like bumping it against her nose and shit or makeup, why would I want that on my glasses? That's going to be wouldn't. a huge pain in the ass to clean off. Yeah, even even when I used to play, I used to play shows and I'd wear my glasses for like the first three songs and then and then they'd start slipping off a bunch and then I'd just I'd take them I threw them I just threw them somewhere I'm like fuck it I should just I should have just taken these off but then I'd always worry that I'd step on them so it's a flaw but, yeah. it's a flawed premise right there but at the same time these guys don't seem like the brainiacs who would have thought through and that very you much. and I are also overthinking the fuck out of the whole glasses thing also <laughs> these guys based on the fact that they desperately need to record themselves having sex with a woman I don't think they're getting laid very much I don't think they have all the experiences that we have. Well, yeah. And I don't have a ton of experience. I'll be the first to admit it, but I think I have more than these guys. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the one is clearly like, the only thing that saves him is when the, I'm talking about the alpha of the group. You know who I'm talking about. There, there's yeah. three guys and one of them's clearly the alpha. The only thing that makes me even minutely sympathetic <laughs> is the fact that when the girl, final, the other girl, 
that they they pick up two girls and one of them he's making out with her and he's getting ready and she passes out i was shocked that he didn't fuck her me too and i'm like did i'm trying to figure out like he probably just didn't notice because he's also drunk and high Oh yeah, because he's taking it to the taking it up a notch. <laughs> oh, I hate this. But the nice, so much. the quote unquote nice guy with the glasses on is like, dude, she passed out. Dude, dude, she's she's unconscious. Wasn't oh. that? I don't think I don't think that was him. I think that oh, was, was the, the that was the guy? crazy drunko on the couch, the couch bro, laughing at everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's like, oh, not, she yeah, passed I could, out. I man. could be mistaken on that one. I think. But I the fact that he stopped, I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. I thought for sure he was a date rapist, but yes, apparently he's just a secret sex recorder. So I and mean, he gets fucking pissed when she passes yes, out he like he screams at everybody oh it's not fucking funny and then he and then like a douche like the biggest douche of in the room he moves in on the other girl who was clearly digging the guy with the glasses i mean she literally we've skipped over the club yeah. scenes because they're basically <laughs> repetitious but she literally comes up to him and says in no uncertain terms i like you because apparently it's the only thing she knows how to say and, and he, no and he just moves in whoa, whoa, whoa what yeah, she says no, too. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. She does say no. I forgot about that because she said no to the couch bro because when yeah. the couch bro starts pulling his dick out, she just looks. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, couch bro got rejected. So fucking, oh, these guys. So it doesn't seem very horrifying yet. It just seems kind of annoying, right? More than anything, yeah. yeah. But then they get the quiet gal naked and something is not quite right yeah either she's a monster or she has just really bad varicose veins all over her like shins and feet and feet her feet are like super fucked up and you can kind of see it on her collarbone a little bit and she also has this weird line down her forehead that you can see the whole time she does she does i gotta say this girl was really doing it for me like which is why this is the most disturbing of any of these shorts, because I can really see myself going for her and getting sucked into her trap. She's kind of like a slightly less hot Summer Glau. Who's Summer Glau? She's, oh, Summer uh, yeah. from Serenity. Yes. Um, uh, Firefly. Yep. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Still very cute, but I, I'd pick Summer Glau over her. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I uh, I don't know. It would be. I think it would probably be closer for me because you seem like nope, easy choice. I would be like. <laughs> Eh, this is a little agonizing but i was very much into her if i was in a bar and this woman who looks like this comes up to me and is like i like you and wants to go home with me i i would totally go for it after watching this i might think twice about that though nah, i don't think just i would i don't well, think i would just if she because... ha- if you see that line in a chick's forehead maybe just <laughs> no because here's here would be my rationale right at the end she clearly wants to have sex with him like she doesn't want now this is after she's outed herself as a monster and that split spoiler alert she's a monster and that split in her head opens up and it's like a second mouth and it it's got teeth and shit inside it and did it have teeth and she's fucking terrifying and she's all like monstered out <laughs> Even at that point, she was like trying to get the guy to fuck her with a broken arm. And with yes, fucking gross. He has a gr- the, the grisliest looking broken arm you've ever seen, Ugh. and she's still trying to get him to fuck her. And then she's like, "No, yeah, no, he, he can't get hard. He can't get it up." <laughs> and she's like, "After no she like. murders both his friends, <laughs> and he's fallen down oh, the stairs, running." She from her. does. She rips off couch guy she rips off she his rips dick off in his, his balls. balls yes it's fucking kind of awesome that was hardcore man but yeah she leaves the girl alone which is but that's the nice. but that's the thing right 
after all that, she still liked him and still wanted to fuck him. So she was, as much as she's clearly a monster, she's clearly a very dangerous predator, at the same time, she meant it when she said she liked him. She yeah, really she did. actually liked him, but we never figure out why and exactly. If, and let me tell you, I would have that in mind if I met this woman in a club. I'd be like, all right, but she says she likes me, so... Maybe she really likes me. And then I would totally, I would totally get down with her. I wouldn't be able to say no to that. Hot woman comes up to me and is like, I like you. I love directness. I just love directness. What if she said, I have, I have herpes, but I want to fuck. You're like, oh, you're so direct. Give me your herpes. I'd use a condom. That might not help. Maybe swing, maybe swing by the old drugstore or pick up a dental dam or something like that. <laughs> get some, I, I have, I have nitrile gloves at home that I use for painting. I could use those. Oh, there we go. That'll help. Anyways, enough herpes talk. Yeah. I, if a woman was that direct about wanting to get with me i i don't know that i could say no <laughs> so what was the deal with the hotel staff well, this I think dude the- is fucking running by the windows and he's like help me and he's covered in blood and his arms hanging there and he's like help me help me you gotta help me and they're like go away <laughs> I'm guessing he just came off as drunk. He probably isn't fully covered in blood at this point. Like, he wasn't there for a lot of the ripping apart and shit like that. And he managed to dodge most of the violence, I think. Now, he did fall down the stairs when he was fleeing. And he broke his arm in a pretty gnarly way. But maybe he wasn't holding that up. And maybe they just thought he was, like, some kind of drunk. Or maybe it's the type of place... It definitely looked like it could be the type of place where that kind of shit happens every night. And they just don't want to deal with it. They're just going to call the cops and let them handle it, you know? So those rednecks in the pickup truck are probably gonna get eaten by somebody too most likely well good fuck rednecks so once she finally catches him there are good rednecks by the way are there they're not all racist pieces of shit well that's true so we do we see these it's like a first person thing right now because he has the glasses on they managed to stay on. I don't know what the fuck they're made of. Yeah, I don't of. know how they stayed on after that fall down the stairs, man. He, I didn't see any straps on those things. Oh, they fall off here in a minute. We we see him run up to these rednecks, help, help, and then all of a sudden the th- camera does the whoosh, whoosh, and spins around, and then he's fucking flying. It's the chick who has turned into a goddamn bat monster like in <laughs> Army of Darkness or From Dust Till Dawn style there shit, which I really like the effect on that. It was kind of cool looking. Yeah. Really old school style. And you can hear my dog playing with a fucking bone or some shit up there. Is that what that is? Fuck. He is very loud. He is very big. Well, big for me because I have a chihuahua. But that's less annoying than him barking the whole time. So so she's flying with him and he's screaming, ah, ah, and then his glasses fall off. And I, the first time Did I we watched... ride him all the way down? I don't remember. Yeah, we, we follow the glasses all the way down. <laughs> and then it's over. You know what, though? My favorite one is next. The second honeymoon? Let's, real quick, after amateur night ends we go back to tape 56 and nothing happens no we go we go back and hasn't the guy is this where the guy has disappeared or the guy watching it no has, not has yet the, the, the first time we cut back like they're just looking for the tape again and i think somebody walks by them in the basement oh that's right wreck that's style right. Bas- basically know? tape 56 like gets slightly spookier and slightly spookier every time we cut back Things are clearly not quite right in this empty, otherwise empty house. Yes, and I remember I, I wrote down, I'm like, after several cuts back, after like a few of the stories were done, after several cuts back, something finally fucking happens. Because, <laughs> yeah, they cut back a couple times when they're just still sitting there, like, going like, Where are these, where's this fucking tape? Where's this fucking tape? Oh, shit, somebody just walked by over there. No, we didn't. Fuck you. Look through the tape. And they keep sending <laughs> new bros into, new douche bros into watch tapes, rather, rather than going, yeah. where the fuck did that guy go? And that's it. 
That, that, that's all that happens yeah. until like the last thing, like, like the second to last thing we see. We'll come back to it. We'll yeah. come back to it when something actually starts happening. All right. So story three. Okay. Second honeymoon. So second honeymoon. This directed one's directed by, by Ty, Ty West. West, who I like a lot. Now Ty West is kind of funny because he, some of the movies he's made, uh, House of the Devil, Innkeepers, are amazing. And then he does something like this that just does nothing for me. And then he'll also do something like, I don't know if you've seen ABCs of Death. No, but no. But he has a this very, is... very short short in ABCs okay. of Death that it's a little bit funny, but it's just not very, it's just not terribly good compared to some of the other segments in that. Yeah, I mean, keeping in mind that the movie is 26 or there are 26 letters in the alphabet, right? Or is it 28? I can never remember. 26, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 26 <laughs> segments long. There's a, there's a segment for every letter of the alphabet. Some of them are going to be extremely short and Ty West's is extremely short and not great. And he is kind of hit or miss. Cause I mean, I really liked like, he made a movie called Trigger Man. Very, I have not seen that. I'm going to go back to that mumblecore thing that I keep talking to you about. Let's see if I can find a definition for Didn't that. Did you actually. say uh, Richard Linkletter was like the definition of mumblecore? Or? I would call him more, I don't or, know, that early. He, he came, or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, you were thinking of Noah Baumbach, Noah I think. Baumbach, that's who I'm thinking of. So mumblecore is a subgenre of independent film characterized by naturalistic acting and dialogue, sometimes improvised, low-budget film production and emphasis, emphasis on dialogue over plot and a focus on personal relationships of people in their 20s and 30s. That's exactly what it is. And that is every one of Noah Baumbach's movies. Almost, except, oh God, Margo with the Wedding was, everybody liked it. His movies disturbed the fuck out of me, except for Kicking and Screaming. That's the only one I like. I don't think I've seen any of them. Oh my god, it's uh, The Squid and the Whale. He did Greenberg. I'm aware of them, <sighs> I just haven't seen them. Yeah. The only thing I know about Greenberg is uh, Joaquin Phoenix's reaction when Ben Stiller brings him the script. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it was not a glowing review he had of the script. But I really liked I really liked Trigger Man, and Trigger Man was a very, very simple movie about these same as this kind of shit. Okay, so a lot Three of dialogue-heavy character yeah. Three assholes. Studies going on a on a shooting trip they're like going hunting i don't think they're actually i don't know if they're actually hunting or not okay but they're they're shooting guns in the woods and then they find out oh shit we're right by we're right by like a running path for some reason so we're gonna stop shooting now (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna stop so they're being responsible but they see this jogger running down the path and then fucking bullet right through a goddamn head and they're like where the fuck did that come from and the whole movie is them getting shot like two of them get shot and then one guy is trying to figure out like where's this fucking guy i'm gonna go get him because i have my guns (laughs) and it was it was pretty good yeah he he's made some really good movies like i said house of the devil was Fucking amazing! I absolutely love that. Talk. It's like one of the ultimate slow burn horror movies. And I fuck it. I I rented that, and I think I either found it at a pawn shop, and I'm I was I was all over it. Uh, Cabin Fever two. He did Cabin Fever two, and it's awful. Really? In like this fun, funky, weird way. We're not talking about Patient Zero. No, that's three. Okay. I, which is I not just wanted fun. To make, I just wanted to make sure I had my chronology correct. Yeah, man, you should watch it. It's ridiculous. Like it's nothing like. <laughs> like the first one but he, he there was a lot of production troubles and he wasn't allowed to be in the editing room and all that shit oh, of that's course all, that's always the mark of a quality film yeah because i think that was the first time somebody's like here here's a studio let's let, here's here's a movie for you he didn't do a whole lot of that since <laughs> he did a couple tv shows i think he did the exorcist mine lost his taste for it yeah wayward pines he did an episode of scream it looks like he also made the sacrament but i'm getting way off topic we can talk about i Ty still West haven't i still haven't day. seen that one it's pr- it, if you know what happened with jim jones you've seen the sacrament oh okay 
But this one's my favorite fucking thing because of the ending. I really like the ending. But Joe Swanberg, who was also... I kind of felt like it wasn't built... I I felt like the groundwork wasn't laid enough for the ending. No, but I kind of I kind of like that. I had a, I had an idea for a short film kind of similar to that, mm-hmm. where it wasn't really building towards what I how I wanted it to end, but I just wanted people to be like, what the fuck just happened? And I kind of I enjoyed that. I, I will say the um, the sudden twist, it comes hard. And it, yeah. it's very shocking when you see it. And I think I, that, that that's part of why I like it. Uh, Joe Swanberg is another one of those mumblecore filmmaker guys. So he played the husband. Yeah. Okay. And I hated him. He was a fucking dickhead. God, I hated him. She was so sweet and nice. And then he's like, did you steal my money? You stole my money, didn't you? I'm fucking, I don't want to puke. I don't want to get a sunburn. This is, you know, basically he's like, this is dumb. I won't go home. He reminded me of all the shit that I regret about my marriage. Were you him? At times. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, obviously I wasn't the entire time, but yeah, sometimes I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching this and we're basically the setup of the segment is that this couple is taking a trip together the title of it is second honeymoon but it's never specified that that's what they're on they're just on a trip together to like the grand canyon does it seem like it's the grand Canyon? it seems like an arizona wyoming thing well because they do talk about going to vegas so they're in that yeah. area so they're in the area of the grand canyon and at one point they sneak out and are like looking at what appears to be the grand canyon but you don't get a good look at it yeah and it's just kind of documenting their journey to wherever they end up going their destination isn't 100 percent decided by the end of the thing and at night in their hotel room kind of weird things start happening someone is sneaking into their hotel room and videotaping them without their knowledge yeah i'm just like i'm watching it and i'm watching him being a douchebag and i'm just thinking fuck i know my wife my ex-wife has <laughs> memories like that like this with me i know that i probably said almost identical things to him sometimes at very least thematically identical and i just felt like such a douche that's probably part of the reason why i don't like this segment is it's too much of a reflection of parts of myself that i don't like well he's just kind of a complainy wimp through the whole thing yeah they get a i thought this was going to come up later but she the chick's holding the camera and she's like she goes into the hotel room and she's looking she's like oh he got a hotel with a hotel room with two beds he i guess he didn't reserve a a room with one bed in time but that's okay so i thought that was going to come back and he was going to like be like yeah well i don't want to hang out with you anyways but i'm thinking it was her though Uh, by the end once you know the twist yeah but then she inspects the sheets don't ever do that that was just a side note that i fucking oh god don't do that either don't either don't stay in a motel or don't inspect the sheets you can't have it both ways but this is another thing that i don't like about him why is why are all the dudes trying to fuck their fuck chicks on tape in this movie that was a really big thing in the in the it was it was late 2000s thank you paris hilton yeah and and china like literally everybody was trying trying to do that i mean i the only thing that stopped me was i didn't want to see my ass on a right sex yeah. tape and she's like no dude don't I, if you turn that fucking camera off i'll do whatever you want just turn it off and he's like no this is fun you're so sexy oh my god no don't put your no 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 don't put your sweater on. oh it's boring now which is pretty much exactly how that went. And then there was a knock on the door, and we don't see who it is, but he's like, it's some creepy girl. She wasn't, like, physically imposing, but she made me feel weird. And then we see her kind of wandering around outside on the edge of the road like she's going to hitchhike or something like that. Yes, and that's that's when... And we get the idea that she... It's it, it isn't explicitly said, but we get the idea that she's the one who then 
that night sneaks into their room and picks up the camera and, and pokes her in the butt with a knife. Well, I wouldn't say pokes, she doesn't poke her like, in the butt. More like yeah. caresses yes. the wife's ass with a knife. They go to sleep in two different beds, of course, and then they go about their vacation because that's because that is how long term relationships get sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> now we make it to the point where they're going on one of their one of their little excursions, and the boyfriend is like, "Did you steal money out of my purse? Because the out of my purse, out of my wallet, <laughs> because the person sneaking in around in their room stole." Money money from him and he will and not swirled his toothbrush and, in the toilet yes let's not forget that he is because then the next shot is him brushing his brushing teeth in his the teeth and yeah that was pretty gross but he, he only is, swirled his toothbrush in the toilet yes yes well he it it only swerve that's true we swerve. don't know yeah. for sure that it's the woman from the door yeah we just think it is because it probably is but he will not let this fucking money thing go he is giving her the evil eye in fairness it's over a hundred dollars like good lord i would have a hard time letting an amount over a hundred dollars go at least at my current financial well, status yeah. because i'm pretty fucking broke these days i mean they are staying at like this creepy little motel so maybe they're poor but joe swanberg don't you have all that money from all those movies you make <laughs> you're always in Thai west movies what the fuck because he was actually in the sacrament so they go back to the, uh, the hotel and guess what they're getting filmed again and it goes pretty much the same way for like a second no it goes it goes the same way for like 30 seconds okay and then the knife pops out and plunges right into the fucking boyfriend's neck yep. and i'm just like whoa holy shit i was not really expecting that it's very out of nowhere yeah and then what do they cut to next like they're he's dead and then you see his fucking girlfriend and the chick presumably the chick who was outside standing next to each presumably. other in the mirror videotaping each other and then making themselves. out and then making out because she's a lesbian which is kind of how my short film would have ended way before this movie even came out. <laughs> I'll tell you about it when we So this when we is you recording. vicariously getting your movie made. Yeah, actually. It's a little different, but yeah, it was kind of that. So yeah, that one's over. Cut to tape 56 again where nothing's fucking happening yet. It's just a bunch of guys watching TV. This has to be the point at which the first person disappeared. Like we cut back to the camera is that's it? pointing towards Oh, the, like yeah, they can't find him. The yeah. viewer and he's not there anymore. Like the camera is on the floor, but the dead guy's still there. So Yeah, so we still have a dead guy, but now our tape watcher is missing. Yes. And nobody quest. I mean, they, they're like, where the fuck did he go? And then just immediately sit back down where he was and start watching the next tape. Now, where do we get here? Now we go to your least. Now favorite. we go to the least favorite one. This one was directed by this guy doesn't have a whole lot of film credits. Uh, Glenn McQuaid. And he directed I Sell the Dead. I've heard of it. I watched I it once. I it. don't remember it very well, but I remember liking it when I watched it. It was one of those that's been on my radar and I need that I need to watch again. But yeah, he hasn't I'll, done I'll have to lot. check it out. I thought this one was pretty well done. I know for you, what I it is it was just the, for it, but... the least interesting to me i'm like it kind of reminds me of reincarnage that book that i read only not <laughs> as fun no i i like the idea of a slasher where the killer can't be seen even videotape won't capture him for some reason it's it's a fun weird mystery i would like to have seen it explored more that i think would have adapted well into a long form movie no and that that's probably my issue there was just not enough here yeah to, yeah and in that it, yeah so in that sense i completely agree with you it could have used an additional 80 minutes and it doesn't really have that that shock ending either it's like you kind of that's four assholes going into the fucking woods <laughs> and one of them goes you guys are all gonna die out here and then there's a bunch of flashes to a bunch of dead people yeah and so, so we kind of like, all we kind of yeah. know exactly where this it's like is all right going. she's gonna kill them all but she doesn't but she kind of does inadvertently not inadvertently i think she does no she knew exactly <laughs> what she knew exactly what she was doing so this this gal takes her friends out to the woods and it transpires in the very beginning of the 
the movie that she's invited them all under dubious the invitations have come under dubious circumstances in that she tells one person she just wants it to be them and then she tells another person oh it's just going to be you and me and basically she's lying to all of them about why she wants to get them together so clearly something fishy is going on and like you said we immediately suspect that she's going to kill them yes but she doesn't what it turns out that she's trying to do is recreate the events from a year prior they're bait yep they are bait that's pretty much what they are they're bait and poor spider poor spider, spider. that's that the, one of the that's the geeky guy's was name was that the i'm afraid of getting the fear yeah guy. he's afraid of getting the fear he's like are you guys doing drugs <laughs> and i thought he was joking but no he was dead fucking serious are you guys doing drugs i love the way they comment on that what the fuck is the fear because i've read hunter thompson too and never done all those drugs but then when he talks about getting the fear <laughs> and they they also find a giant mushroom tree oh yeah it, that's right yeah. they find that tree with that huge fucking mushroom but that's where there. that's where wendy looks at somebody looks at the dude who i thought was her boyfriend until we find out he's not and she's like you are all going to fucking die here i'm like wow i really like that line though because it, it's been in several other movies it's like it's in the crow you're all gonna you're all gonna die tonight i fucking i love it <laughs> i uh, for some reason it's just so cool i don't know why i like it so much it's just i fun. think it's because it sounds so badass yeah. when it comes out of the right actor's mouth even even in resident evil when she's like you're all going to die down here in her little girl british accent the computer oh, the computer thing. Yeah. that was yeah i enjoy it it's an ominous fucking line it's ominous in this <laughs> and we've already felt like something ominous has happened i mean we know it's a horror movie you know so we know ominous shit is about to we go know down. something's gonna happen but we don't know what's exactly going to and then she turns around and says it's like what the fuck <laughs> chills so. running my all, all the hair on my arm stands up so fighter goes off with the hot blonde chick who's apparently the reason that he's there to keep her company while she's shitting <laughs> I guess. I think he's trying to win brownie points with her. But um, I. <laughs> but uh, that's exactly what he's doing. But like, this doesn't make sense. And she's like, "Did you bring the camera?" And he's like, "No." She's like, "You fucking liar!" Of course, he brought the camera. That was a weird interaction because he's clearly he's keen on her to say the least. But yeah, like, why would you videotaping her dropping a deuce do anything for her? And then she's she's talking about how she's not going to fuck any of the guys on the trip. But I'm pretty sure she was about to fuck Spider if a knife didn't fly through the back of her head. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what she was going to do, but she's like, oh, I know it's a secret or some shit, right? And she's, she definitely ha- she definitely has the, I'm going to say I'm not fucking anybody, but I'm totally going to fuck everybody. Or <laughs> or she'll do that thing where she'll make you think. Maybe she's a tease. Oh, could Those be. Could be. You're allowed to be a tease. Just, you know. It's not a crime. Be but... gentle. Don't be a tease to the fucking guy, the, the nerdy guy who's never going to get any. Yeah. Or, tease, or do. You tease. know what? Fuck that guy, too. Because he's probably one of those one of those R slash nice guys that we talked about last week. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, you certainly know what? possible. Tease the fuck out of him. Who cares? Never mind. I Forget know. I said it. Just know who you're. Just know who you're teasing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Know who you're teasing. You might be teasing a very blurry man who will throw a knife at your head. <laughs> So then the killer show the, the killer fucking shows up and he's just like pure static. The camera can't capture him. He just shows like up as glitching. Oh yeah, nice kind of a callback to frailty. We did frailty. You should go listen to that, by the way. You should. It was a good movie. I we like talk that about one. Bill Paxton. We do. Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Every movie is improved by him. Just well, everyone he's in anyway. Well, you know, weird science. Probably the dark backward. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> that sure was a movie. It was. <laughs> 
everybody's getting stabbed. Yeah, the uh, the yeah. violence comes fairly quick in this one. It, there's not a lot of foreplay. Just people start getting killed, and and then who's the next one on the list? Is this the is that the swimming one? Where Joey, I believe. Yeah, and he's swimming naked, but then he gets out, and I think he puts on his shorts or some shit, and he's really weird and douchey. I don't know. He he's douchey in the sense it doesn't really annoy me very much for some reason. He was the kind of douche to me who seems like. Like he's probably a nice guy. Yeah. It's just like he's in college and he'll he'll grow yeah, out of he, it. <laughs> yeah, he's young and it's just like leave me the fuck alone, dude. But he really he really likes Wendy and the whole reason he's there is so they can. But she's Bump like uglies. Yeah, well not not necessarily. I mean I think he he wants it to happen, but he's also not like this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. We're fucking right. No, I, I think he, he actually likes her. He yeah he actually has sort of a romantic designs on her, which just makes her extra shitty. Yeah, no shit. Because the killer sneaks up behind him and slices his throat. Guess what? He doesn't die for like a few minutes now but she's like good i got you motherfucker and then she runs or some shit i think she was talking to the killer specifically yeah no she was talking to the killer yeah she was talking to the killer because he's the bait like she's running and trying to trying to get him or something and i this is i kind of lost i kind of lost my brain here in a very rapid game of cat and mouse ensues this one's fucking fast and then she finally gets his ass but she gets him in a rambo trap rambo used the same trap in first blood i swear to god he did she has set up a bunch of traps around the area apparently apparently while people were taking shits and jumping in lakes or something because this shit gets fairly intricate. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, she had to have gone there prior to this i assume but then you know of course he disappears does she actually kill no, he him? pulls himself yeah, off he pulls the, himself the, off of the, the thing the trap she gets him on is is, is yeah it, i don't think it's identical to the one in no, first blood no. but it's basically like a rambo spring trap where it jumps up and <laughs> slams him in the face with just a fucking wall of spikes and he pulls himself off of it she was never gonna survive this encounter no and then there's can do that we shit. see joey walk around how did he fucking why is he walking why why is he still alive he's walking he's like oh yeah that's right he shows back up yeah and then he finally falls over dead it took him long enough just die dude stop it she's just not that into you you know <laughs> i don't even remember how does this one end i totally he kills, forgot he kills her does he, he definitely oh that's kills right her. that's right i i wrote it down i don't know why i'm not looking at my i am notes. kind of blanking on the end myself like i said it's been a week and this is where we we get a good glimpse of the killer and we literally find out that he just can't she's like why can't i film you yeah he escapes he carves wendy up is what i said so you see him doing the doing the intestines thing because apparently that's the easiest effect in the world to do because every fucking horror movie has that well yeah i mean ever since what was at dawn of the dead you just go down to a butcher and get some intestines yeah. and i've seen it in a lot mostly zombie movies or you can you know you can make fake ones I, i'm sure they have methods whatever i'm sure not everybody's doing what george romero did in the old days but if you want to you can because there are slaughterhouses all over america that one's over and i guess talking about it's okay but it, it does need to be longer yeah i, I could have used i could have used an expansion on that one i know it cut it cuts back to tape 56 but i don't nothing really else real, nothing yeah. else really happens nothing happens one, yet okay so story five which one's that? Oh, this, this is the one that's actually directed by Joe Swanberg, but he happens not to be in it. Okay, which which one is it's it? It's called The Sick Thing That Happened to Emily When She Was Younger. Okay, so this is the it, Skype. This is the this webcam. Is the Skype session, yeah. yeah. So these people are in a long-distance relationship, and the chick's name is Emily, and I feel like she's all into it, and the dude is lukewarm on it at best. At on the, the relationship? Yeah. 
Yeah, probably. He comes off a little tepid. He's going to be a doctor. The relationship definitely comes across as fairly weighted to one side. It's one of those relationships where she feels so lucky to be with him, and he just kind of feels like that's his due. He uh, he actually kind of says that. Like, what, what the fuck choice do you want me to make? Like, you, you, act, you ask me that like I have a choice or some shit. He says that. Which I think he was, I believe he meant that to be romantic. Like, I don't have a choice but to love yeah, you. I, know, I can't help but, loving you. But it does come off kind of entitled and douchey yes yeah again characters who <laughs> now granted emily i i felt very sympathetic for that's just because you think she's cute i do think she's cute but she she comes off as being kind of mentally ill and oh boy you think i can't help feeling sympathetic <laughs> towards a mentally ill person they really can't help it they i've known quite a few mentally ill people and nobody wants to be mentally healthy more than mentally ill people but in fairness i don't think she actually well she probably is a little bit there's there's a fair deal of anxiety and depression in her but i don't think she's not schizophrenic like oh is well, implied yeah okay by <laughs> like the time we thinks. get to the end of the story we realize she's not schizophrenic which yes he's definitely making her feel schizophrenic throughout the entire thing because he doesn't see what happened but i tell. i do have to say what kind of crazy shit was she doing okay so the first time we see her she they're, they're talking on skype and she's laying in her bed and she's like poking her arm she's like ow my arm hurts and he's like well don't fuck with it i'll be there in a few weeks i'll, I'll look at it then because he's a med student because he's a med student and then you know through throughout the calls she hears she hears like a knock on the door she hears footsteps or whatever and she doesn't see anything she's like well should i go check he, he's you know he says did you go look did you go check and she's like no uh, uh, next time it happens though i will call you and then you can check with me sort of and he's like okay cool i guess which yeah, <laughs> i feel like the word i guess that the term i guess is just implied at the end of everything he says to her <laughs> yeah i think you're hearing it more than it's getting said <laughs> like i said it's implied fine i guess hey i'm gonna come see you i guess <laughs> he does come off as a pretty entitled douche this is the paranormal activity one yeah sort of yeah until the end and then i don't know what the fuck happens well, let's wait till we get to it yeah. to speculate a little kid just kind of pops up in the camera right like we, in we the background in the background yeah. yeah and he's like holy shit what's that things keep Do appearing <laughs> and she keeps seeing them and he sees something but he doesn't know what he's seeing and she's insisting no that like i saw a little boy i saw a little boy and he doesn't know what he's seeing and she's like aren't you why don't you record it and it's like i i didn't know you wanted me to record it i wasn't trying to record it and it's a nice slow burn as things get slowly ratcheted up and ratcheted up and then she finally decides she's gonna make contact oh yeah she's just like i just want to talk to him i just want to see what they want yeah because she's she's basically convinced that it's like a poltergeist or something like she's that being awfully point. rational for somebody who thinks there's a ghost in her house yeah well i think that that sort of comes off as being part of her perceived mental illness illness is that she actually is a rational person she just is trying to deal rationally with extremely irrational circumstances yes hey, that, that's a good way to put it and so she decides no i'm gonna make contact with this thing and you're gonna watch and you're gonna let me know you're gonna record it and you're gonna keep an eye on it and you're gonna oh that's right she says i'm gonna keep my eyes closed so that i can't see it so i won't freak out <laughs> right. and you tell me what's happening so she turns her laptop around and walks out and she's got her eyes closed and he kind of walks her through it and i'm kind of a little bit fuzzy on how that one exactly how that conversation played out i think she just walks through the house and he's like go into this room go into this room nothing there go into this room and then he's like oh shit there it is don't turn around oh he said don't turn around because it pops up right behind her when she's like oh, it's yeah. fine it's like don't turn around and then after that i don't know what happens i can't remember somehow she <laughs> somehow she's she's rendered unconscious i can't remember oh, how that happened a bunch of ghosts 
ghosty kids. It turns out there's like three or four of them. They all show up behind her and then she ends up being unconscious. Yeah, I can't I can't remember how she is rendered unconscious, but then in through the door walks the boyfriend. But we don't know it's the boyfriend as far as we know because it's just his feet. But we, no, we see him get up and walk out of oh, where shit. he's Oh shit, you know at. what? And I didn't even, I did not even catch that. Like that, yeah. If you watch in his window, he gets up, walks out, and then a few seconds later, someone, yeah, you're right, we don't know for sure, but someone walks into the frame and we hear his voice talking to these ghost creatures and then he proceeds to cut her open and extract what looks like a fetus from inside of her. Yes. <laughs> Some kind of alien fetus or something like that. Oh, and did he say like, is this thing part human or some shit? Did he say something like that? I can't remember how that whole conversation went down, but the gist of it is she's like gestating these things and he, he's got her gestating these things and it calls back to, they talk about her childhood. She's something like this happened in her childhood or maybe it was and no, they've it, known each other for me, years excuse me when she was a teenager and they've known each other since then exactly like, for a long time so hmm. yeah yeah and then when she wakes up she thinks that she like fell down the stairs or got hit by a car or something yeah because he's like exactly. oh, okay fine i'll just break some of her bones yeah that's right he says yeah. i'm gonna have to break some bones oh oh and because she, she thinks this is this is when she thinks she's actually crazy because apparently she she says she does, i don't remember like walking out of the house and going into the middle of the street I think they staged like a hit and run or something. Yeah. And so clearly the conspiracy theory is real in this one. <laughs> They're carrying out some kind of freaky tests on her and they are fucking with her head in a big way. So we find out, no, she's not actually crazy. She's just mentally tormented by this fucking psycho who may be an alien or maybe a government agent or who, who fucking knows. Yeah. This, by the way, is my second favorite. And then because it's crazy. and then the end is the end is the clincher. In which we end with a Skype session between him and another woman, and we see him carrying out the exact same scenario with her. This should be a movie. I I want this to be a movie. I'd like to see, yeah, a a more fleshed out version of this would be interesting where we really, it could be interesting. But I'll say this, if it didn't become a feature length movie, I feel like I got a really satisfying story here. Yeah, I know. I like this a lot. Whereas with Tuesday the 17th, I feel like we didn't get the whole story. I, I enjoyed it, but I would really like to see the feature length version of that that's the last no that's the second to last one yeah there's one more and it's another it's another cut back to tape 56 where nothing happens i think no at this point at this point shit goes down this This is is the one where shit goes down yeah oh that's right no you're right you're right because yeah the end of tape 56 happens because yeah guess what dead guy's not so dead yeah that's right the dead guy is is now missing from the room he's gotten up he nobody knows where he's wandering about and he's eliminated he's eliminated all but the last creepy molester mustache guy. He finally finds one of his friends who's decapitated. Yes. And then his head gets thrown at him by, by the, the guy, doesn't it, or some yeah. shit? And then like, he freaks the fuck out and he's running his way out, out of the building and he trips and falls down the stairs. Of course he does. And then who's coming down the stairs? Creepy dead guy. Creepy, creepy dead, not dead guy. Creepy undead guy. Well, because they, they kind of check him out when they first get there and he's dead. Yeah, so there's... Yeah. So now he's like undead. Some and then he one. goes at... And then, and then we get that nice close-up where he he's just going right after him and he looks like he's full in full zombie mode at that point and then we cut to the last tape the last tape it's called radio silence now it's also i believe directed. No, radio silence are the directors it's like oh no no of, you're right jesus christ it's like some kind of filmmaking yes. collective or something like i'm that. i got them mixed up it's called 103198 so this right. one legitimately takes place in the late 90s i'm a crazy person i'm like i've been looking at them the whole time and now i'm now i fucked it up yeah they're <laughs> 
They make all sorts of movies. Let's see. I like the premise on this one because the guy says he got the camera from a nanny cam, one of those nanny cams that has the camera in the teddy bear. And he's dressed and as he a, is teddy a teddy bear. bear. His head, which is the camera, is a teddy bear head. So that was a nice... I think that one probably made the most convincing argument for how the footage is being captured. Now, I wrote, my first note is, Halloween 98, more douchebags that need to die. (laughs) We're right back to people that I hate. These guys aren't as bad as any of the other groups, I don't think. They're just annoying. They are annoying. They're they're definitely a bunch of high-fiving dude bros, but not, not, these guys aren't ones who I feel like the world would just be a better place without. No, no. These are guys who I can't wait to grow up and grow a fucking sense of proportion in well, life and, and, and yeah actually they they do have a noble turn later on in the story true so but they're they're obviously too old that to actually be, ends up being their undoing yes they they're obviously too old to be partying because one of the guys has a roommate the guy with the nanny cam yeah and his roommate's like aren't you too old for this shit <laughs> and he goes you know all this shit's coming down at midnight right like all the, de- all the <laughs> yeah. halloween decorations <laughs> he, he is just the could not give less of a fuck redneck i agree with him kind of but i like halloween but at the same time i'm like you know what fuck it give me some candy let me watch a scary movie and i'm good i love halloween i hate house decoration me too rachel loves that shit i don't hate having it i just hate doing it and i'm like well what's the point it seems so hard and you're always, you always get pissed off when you do it what's the point why are we doing this i'm constantly <laughs> sweating when i'm putting up decorations that's because we are both fat and out of shape yeah that just doesn't i say for some reason like i don't know exactly what the fucking reason is (laughs) so they're on their way to a fucking house party of course because what do you what else do you do on halloween when you're in college and they get to this house that they're not quite sure they obviously don't know this person that well or they don't know at least this house that they've clearly they've clearly never been to this house before they got it through an invitation or something like that and they show up and it's just deadsville man there's nothing there nothing going on and i said through my own house party but nobody came like some 41 (laughs) also where's justin justin invited them to the party but justin's not even there but you can kind of they kind of hear stuff they can hear like oh there's something going on but they think they think it's just a like really lame haunted house yeah they they're enjoying it i don't think they think it's lame they're like holy fuck i've never seen that before there's arms coming out of the walls but at first they're like this is the lamest haunted house ever and then a little bit of spooky shit happens like with the lights flicking on and off and they're like oh okay all right that was good you know like it's just this big empty house you know it's a real haunted house i guess and they're kind of getting a little bit spooked and then some stuff happens that kind of escalates it and they're like oh this is actually pretty cool you know yeah there we go i like the the arms coming out of the walls and i like that they didn't show anything quite yet yeah they really let you go like they let you just kind of go along with them i think it was a wise filmmaking decision on a lot of levels not just on the level of you know let it escalate in the audience's mind before you before you reveal it on film but also on the level of the effect hasn't aged that well. It looked great in 2012. Watching yeah. it now, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that, that effect has aged poorly. They could do it yes. a lot better nowadays. And this house has multiple floors. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, it's it's like H.H. Holmes. I thought, thought that the whole time. It's a fucking huge house. It is a huge house. And then as they, you know, get further up in the house, they, they start to hear things. There's, like, a weird chanting going on and upstairs. it's getting spookier and, and weirder things are happening from room to room. <laughs> it's, it's well done. It feels like a lot more happening in this than actually does happen in it i think this is one of the better done pieces of the movie and by the time they finally get to the the attic you've really built up a sense of dread and then 
that's when shit gets weird. They hear the noise and they're like, hey, this is where the party is, right? And they go up the stairs and they see this chick tied up and these dudes, like, ch- they're chanting this weird religious, like, send send him down or whatever. And bring then, him down. Bring him down. And then they start chanting with him, bring him down, because they, they, had, they hadn't noticed him yet. They think it's all a, like a performance <laughs> yeah. piece in this haunted house because it looks like they're trying to do some kind of exorcism on this girl who's yes. all tied up. Thank you. And then, and then they start chanting along with them. Bring it down, bring it down. And all the guys in the room stop and look at them like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and clearly, they are not welcome at that point. Yes. Oh well. And I, I thought about that, and I'm like, okay. So these guys are like, get the fuck out of here. Get, get, go, leave. You do not belong here. Go. And I'm like, cool. Bye. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> but then, of course, they have to be all heroes and shit and they're like didn't they see a guy like get taken up in the air by something or some shit they saw that but but that's after doesn't the guy stab the girl first yeah somebody gets somebody gets killed and then that's when they that's when they realize yeah this isn't a this isn't a play this is this is some fucked up shit we got to get the hell out of here yes that that's right and then they then they're like oh well we can't just fucking leave her up there of course we can't teddy bear man decides teddy bear man yes so they go up there and And ironically these are the only nice guys in this entire movie (laughs) and it ends up being what gets them killed yeah being the nice guy yeah they go they go rescue the girl this is a movie with a lot of mixed messages (laughs) that's all i'm saying okay they they and or the demon that turns out is actually in the house. I think the idea is that the demon's in the girl. Yeah. And that's when we actually see the arms coming out of the fucking house. Too. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that, hey, they mentioned it earlier. Shit gets ramped up and arms are coming out of walls and shit is flying everywhere. I, it was pretty fucking cool. It's some poltergeist level stuff. And uh, yeah, it was really it was a really cool. Well done sequence the funny thing about this sequence is i remember it being a lot longer and it's not so it's well done in that it feels like a lot happens and it's actually incredibly short it's it's probably one of the shorter sequences i think they condensed an entire movie into like five minutes if ty west had done this as like a slow burn horror movie it it, It would have all the same shit would have happened it just would have taken 80 minutes to play out yeah no and then they they get the girl because everybody else is dead and she's dying because yeah yeah he stabbed her right the dude the dude stabbed her to do whatever whatever exorcism thing they're for trying whatever to do. reasons who knows and they're they're being very nice they're like we got to get her in the car we got to get her we got to get her to a hospital yeah. we got to get her oh well for i mean first off the door seals shut in probably oh, the fuck. best effect of the yeah, entire that is, movie mm, the scary. door loses its handle and then the window seals shut the door grows over <laughs> the window is a fucking great effect and they they have to escape through the basement they end up going into the basement That's and escaping right. through the basement access door god people who listen to this show are probably like god he's a fucking idiot he never remembers anything <laughs> until they listen to me and they're like oh no he's he's more of an idiot oh well, maybe they're just perfectly matched two it fucking is, idiots it is very true talking about talking about movies i don't remember dick unless i've seen a movie like a thousand <laughs> fucking times we'll be talking about ninja turtles at some point and i'll i'll be able to spit out every i i know i know that word for word that fucking movie so you know i'm saying that now but then by the time we get there there's a lot of pressure with this microphone in your fucking face that's true so that that also doesn't help that is true <laughs> So they get out of the house, they get to the car, they're like, we got to get her to the hospital, we got to get her to the hospital, and they're going back the route they came to get there, and another example of why this is a really well done segment, on their way to the party, they had to stop for a train that was crossing the road, and on their way out, the car suddenly dies, 
and the girl is gone. And then she appears outside of the car, and she is there's something wrong with her. She is not right. <laughs> nah, she's fine. And then they realize that they're on the train tracks, and the train is a-coming, and their doors won't open. They start freaking the fuck out. Naturally. At this point, I yes. realized, you know what I realized about that scene is that train effect was probably the easiest effect in the whole movie because you never see the train. All you see is the light. Yep. It's a really effective visual because you feel, you know, I mean, they obviously insert the sounds of the train coming and the people are freaking out, but all you see is this light coming towards them ominously and fast and cut to black, the end. That one's kind of scary. I like that one too. Probably my second favorite of the the whole series. I am way more concerned about the ones that could potentially happen in real life though. I am always afraid (laughs) that there will be somebody that I know sleeping next to me and then stab me in the throat. <laughs> or one of the kids. Like, I'm I'm waiting for the day that one of them fucking snaps and then murders everybody in the house. Now, I'm not saying that will happen. I'm just saying it probably will happen. <laughs> I've met your girls and they definitely seem like they could go that way. Exactly. If you're not careful. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and one of our dogs is just going to be fucking splayed open in a goddamn doorway and shit. <laughs> Like, what that's the fuck? A fu- that's a fucked up thing to say even as a joke, but... <laughs> I-, I love my dogs, but I'm just... that that That's how they get you, you know? That's true. That's true. Cause it, they're going for the emotional kill. I hate fucking... I hate seeing a dog in a horror movie. I'm like, fuck. That thing is so dead. Because you know going to happen to yes. the horror guy. I almost... Or almost, gal, or gal. I almost or had a had a breakdown because I was reading that book, The Deep, by Nick Cutter, and there's a scene where the dog dies, and it takes fucking forever. And I'm like, <laughs> God, can we just be done? Ugh. Interesting fact: Stephen <sighs> King said he got far more letters about the beginning of the Dead Zone, where the guy who will become the bad guy later in the story kicks a dog to death. <laughs> said he got more letters about that than he has about anything else he's ever written. It's effective, isn't it? <laughs> Holy shit! I'm glad there's no fucking animals in this movie because with all the assholes that we're dealing with something fucking terrible would have happened so at that point high energy clip show credit sequence yes i like the way they did the credits too they did it all in that old vhs font yeah yeah and uh they're really sticking to the i actually yeah, watched the, the credit here. sequence all the way to the end did you i did not and it's not the first time i've done that on previous viewings i watch it all the way to the end too john waters i believe said uh that's the mark of a good movie is people don't immediately get up and leave when the credits start to roll well now it's the mark of marvel just made that's, us all fucking that's true yeah now we're all pavlov's dogs for marvel's post-credit sequence because <laughs> every once in a while there was a post-credit sequence there was one in wayne's world and it was you know and it's it's whatever but now they're actually important and if, then the, you know, they didn't fucking give us one for Endgame. they did that on purpose because it's over man it's over <laughs> that is done it's There's over no... they've only got 75 sequels to everything uh, planned well no i mean you know that that arc is done man i couldn't be happier it had a decent ending though so that's good don't get me fucking started on Endgame, man <laughs> Don't even get me started. We'll get there in like 20 years. Oh, man. So this movie's fun. I liked it. I really want to watch the other ones. I know they're probably not going to be as good, but I'm actually two, I think, is better than this one. Oh, cool. Good. Three is good, but not as good as two. And I I don't usually do these anthology films and I never really have before. And but now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I should. I should do this. I enjoyed all I enjoyed all three of the VHS movies. I enjoyed this obviously was the first one I saw and I saw it right after it came out. As soon as it hit Netflix which back when this came out all of Magnet's movies were hitting Netflix as soon as they hit DVD. They, there <laughs> yep, was there was yep. no turnaround time on that. As soon as they hit DVD, they hit Netflix. Oh, fuck no. You know what? I think I actually rented this one because at the time Magnet was doing the 
as soon as it hits theaters, it hits video on demand. And I, I think I rented it the day it came out. Yeah, it's fucking weird. So I saw it when it was, I saw it when it was brand new. That's right. I didn't wait for Netflix. I actually paid to watch it. I was so nice. excited to see it. And yeah, did not feel like it was a waste of money. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And like I said, the sequel's even better. Cool. Well, it's, it's on Hulu, so. So this is a very different type of anthology from trick-or-treat obviously these are these are all stories that could stand alone aside from tape 56 which you know is basically the framing device for all Mm -hmm. these movies but i i uh, i like this one i'm not going to say i like it as much as i like trick-or-treat i think i think trick-or-treat is a better overall movie but we're not compare we don't have to compare the two i do think that this is a solid entry in the anthology of horror pantheon i feel like this can stand toe-to-toe with pretty much any of the well-respected horror anthologies such as tales from the dark side creep show a new creep show is coming twilight zone the movie specifically I really dug this movie. I put it up there with any of those. I'd definitely watch it again. I'm going to give some more of these these weird anthology films a try. Now I'm kind of like, cause I'm, I'm old and I don't have a whole lot of time so I can, you know, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> halfway through and be like oh i'll just come back that story's done that is the nice thing about these not interconnected anthologies is you beautiful you can pick them up and put them down that's why i like short stories that's why i like collections of short stories you can pick them up and put them down you can get a whole story and then just you know go on with your day and i've never been into short stories either i like my big sprawling long ass novels but i'm again i'm I'm i think it's time I think it's time. I got nothing against them, but yeah, it's it's a nice thing when you hit middle age, man, to <laughs> be able to pick something up and put it down and not lose the whole vibe of the thing. Can we make this my full-time job, everybody, so I can do more stuff like that? Well, if you want to, if you want to help make it his full-time job and make it my full-time job as well, you can go to audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across Hollywood and sign up for a 30-day free trial. You get a free book. We get help for the show. Everybody's a winner in that situation. I don't see why you wouldn't do it if you like the show. And you you can cancel any time. Free 30-day trial. Cancel any time. You still get to keep your book. I am a long-time Audible user. I listen to it literally every single week, five days a week at my job. I love it. I've been... I have over 400 books at this point. If you want to support the show, get out there and give it a shot. But... Make sure to listen to this podcast and then go listen to the audiobook. Make sure to listen to Sharks Across Hollywood, get that out of the way, and then you are allowed, we will allow you to move on to whatever audiobook yes. that you decide to pick. We should clearly be the priority in this situation. Yes. That's what you're saying. That I, is exactly what I I'm saying. I get it. I'm a little slow on the uptake, but I get around to it eventually. Audible's <laughs> great, but clearly Sharks Across Hollywood comes first. Yes. Yes. All right. I think that about does it for this week. That's some shameless promotion here. Maybe we'll even get better at it next week. I don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't count on it. (laughs) Me either. I've been saying that for, what, 40 fucking five episodes at this point? Shit, we're pushing 50 at this point. We're getting there, man. So we'll be back next week with Zombieland because there's a new fucking Zombieland movie coming out. Fucking Zombieland. Zombieland is a fucking bucket of fun. I look forward to it. Yes. So you should be there. Yes. You will be there. I will it. The end, you will be there. All right, Just I'm pull done. pull your dick out and slap <laughs> him in the face with it. It'll be the tiniest mushroom stamp you've ever had. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> hey, while we're on the subject of tiny penises, you want to follow us on some social media. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with the other one, but, you know, I'm not good at segues. <laughs> you can follow us on everything at the Shark Pod. And with all that money you're saving with an audible free trial... You can, you can take that money and spend it on us, 
over on patreon.com you can go to patreon.com slash sharks across hollywood and give us the money you're saving like when you get the free book see how much that free book is and then give us that much you should definitely do that because we just did you a huge fucking favor but do that much every month forever you know what the favor is the favor wasn't the audible free book that's just bonus gravy on top of the incredible favor of bringing you this kick-ass podcast every week you're welcome america and earth yes what he said <laughs> damn it i was gonna come out with a with a fun movie quote before the stage awesome but i forgot what the fuck i was gonna say shit it was out of context and had nothing to do with it but i've just felt like saying it <laughs> anyways hey you know what i'll try it again next week until then though stay awesome. <laughs> <laughs>